Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. You know, this Democrat party is a horrid party. It is a party of hate. It is a party of racism. It is a party of anti-Semitism. It's a party of un-Americanism, which perhaps explains why the media are attached at the hip to the Democrat party. There is a revolution taking place before your eyes. Over the years, I've called it the counter-revolution to the American Revolution. That's exactly what's been taking place the last hundred years. And you're seeing its progeny right now. The Democrat Party has always been a hateful party. Slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, and now today. If you're an anti-Semite, you can find a home in the Democrat Party. As long as you're a leftist, as long as you're a woman, as long as you're a Muslim, I'm telling you the truth, and I'll defend every damn thing that's coming out of my mouth. The Democrat Party is the modern home to anti-Semitism. As I said, this party has become a poison. It's the party of the new left. It's the party of the old reds. It's the party of socialists and Marxists, radicals of all stripes. It's the party of open borders. It's the party of criminals against cops. It's the party of anarchy against the rule of law. It's the party that seeks to eviscerate the United States military, accusing us of colonialism and imperialism. It's a hateful, vile political party. It's too bad the Republican Party is so weak and impotent. And this party seeks to, as Obama famously put it once, fundamentally transform the society. Which is the great difference between what took place in the American Revolution and this counter-revolution. In the American Revolution, there was no effort to fundamentally transform society. The goal was to protect the civil society, the individual unalienable rights and fundamentally transform a government that is a monarchy that was imposing its will by the iron fist on a people who sought to be free the democrat party seeks an iron fisted government that imposes its will on a people who seek to be free but it's much more clever than monarchies have passed it's got the language down it's got its own nomenclature filled with propagandists Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a nasty, stupid bigot. 
That's exactly what she is. And yet the media put her on their shoulders to promote her, to celebrate her, to give her as much attention as possible. They've created her. She's a nobody. She's a backbencher from a heavily Democratic district where she won the Democrat primary by a relative few votes in a heavily Hispanic district against an old Pelosi ally, white guy, who chose not to campaign very much. And they treat this as some great event. It's not a great event. And she's not alone. You have Omar from Minneapolis, St. Paul, another anti-Semite bigot. You have Talib from the Detroit area, another anti-Semite bigot. And all hate America and hate capitalism and hate our history and hate our founding. This is the modern Democrat Party. Not all that different than the old Democrat Party, quite frankly. And along the way, destroying our culture, destroying our traditions, destroying our customs, with all kinds of freakish, fanatical ideas like infanticide, like bathrooms for all. I'm telling you, It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And now you and I are supposed to sit here and make some kind of fine distinction between concentration camps and death camps in order to defend Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a buffoon who makes outrageous statements and is defended by lowlifes like Chris Hayes at MSNBC, among others. Comparing the United States to the Third Reich. Comparing the president to Hitler. Comparing our humane treatment of hundreds of thousands of people pouring over our borders. Nowhere to put them. Overwhelming our health services. Overwhelming law enforcement. People rushing into this country. I don't know. Were there a lot of people rushing into the Third Reich? I seem to recall they were forcibly brought into the Third Reich for the purpose of extinction. I am so sick and tired of what passes for legitimate public discussion in this country. If we had a real, serious media, it would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez day after day who would be condemned, not Donald Trump. Now, here's what she said on Instagram Live last night. And notice, they always say to Trump, why does he tweet so much? He just needs to stop tweeting. When's the last time they told Each to get the hell off of Instagram? Never. They'll defend whatever the hell comes out of her big mouth and mashed potato brain. Cut one, hat tip, real clear politics. Go. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border. We are not running concentration camps anywhere. Anywhere. This used to be rejected as insane ramblings of the kooks in our society. 
We are not running concentration camps on our southern border, on any border, in any part of the United States. You damn fool. Start at the top. Go ahead. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border. And that is exactly what they are. They are concentration camps. This is amazing to me. Absolutely amazing to me. Running concentration camps. The United States. You really have to be beyond moronic and have true hate for this country to make these kinds of statements. That's right. People are pouring into this country from Africa, from Asia, from south of the border because they want to be in concentration camps. I I mean, this woman should be expelled from the House of Representatives as should so many others. As should so many of the others. She's actually a member of the House of Representatives who votes on laws and budgets that affect our lives. And she's a blithering idiot. I don't blame her for not coming on any of my shows. Because blithering idiots don't do well on my shows. Go ahead. And, um... If that doesn't bother you, I don't. I got. I like. We can have. Okay, whatever. I want to talk to the people that are concerned enough with humanity to say that we should not. That never again means something. Never again. Those two words are words spoken about the Holocaust. Never again. Never again will the extermination of Jews be permitted. Never again. And she uses that phrase and applies it to our own country where we are feeding people coming into this country illegally. We're changing their diapers. We're giving them medical treatment. We're giving them and education. And we are overwhelmed on our borders. A situation that's been created by the likes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat Party that apparently thinks this is swell. That this is great. And we listened to lies months ago by Dick Durbin and others who told us when Trump said some of these countries are assholes, no, they're not, that's racist. No, it's not. They are assholes, and these people are escaping these asshole countries. What the hell do you think's going on down there? And in the Congo. And in parts of Asia. Why do you think people are trying to come into this country? They're not escaping paradise or nirvana or utopia. That's how they view us. And yet, look at this. Look at this. I just wish that we could swap Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for one of these poor people, law-abiding people otherwise, who would like to come into this country. 
or some of the others who have nothing but hate for America. And let me be as clear as I know how to be. When they hate America, when they hate our country, they're talking about you. You are America. You are the country. They're talking about we the people. And concentration camps. And never again. Go ahead. At, um, the fact that concentration camps are now an institutionalized practice in the home. Concentration of- camps are now an institutionalized practice in America. Did you know this? What's happening to our country? Right in front of your eyes. Right in front of your eyes. All the men and women who have fought for this country and died for this country, all the men and women in uniform right now in one S-hole country after another defending our country, all the men and women in the Border Patrol and ICE and others who are trying to secure this country, the men and women in blue who put their lives on the line every single day to try and protect us in the interior of the country, This clown was a bartender, manages to get elected to the House of Representatives from a 80% blue district, who's done nothing to contribute to the society, not a damn thing. She hasn't created jobs, she hasn't created wealth, she's not protected anybody, she's done nothing, absolutely nothing. And for her to sit there in front of her damn Instagram, something else she had nothing to do with, and spew out and burp up her idiocy to treat America this way is contemptible. Contemptible. Go ahead. Is extraordinarily disturbing. Um, And we need to do something about it. This week, children, uh, immigrant children were moved to the same internment camps where the Japanese were held in, in, the early, in the earlier 20th century. They weren't moved to Japanese internment camps. We don't have internment camps. That would be the old New Deal, not the Green New Deal. That would be Franklin Delano Roosevelt. There are no internment camps. I just hope the American people are listening to this. I really do. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, 
mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Primus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Tell me, how many concentration camps, apparently as opposed to death camps, has Ocasio-Cortez visited? In Europe. None, to my knowledge. Tell me, which one of those camps is a concentration camp and which one is a death camp? They're all death camps. Tell me, what exactly does she know about the Third Reich and the Holocaust? She doesn't know anything about any of it. Who is the head of the SS? Does she know? What's Kristallnacht? Does she know? Where's Auschwitz? Does she know? She knows nothing. Except one thing. Say the most outrageous thing. And you will be celebrated by the media. And you will be celebrated by the left. Say the most outrageous, contemptible thing about your own country. About the President of the United States about our economic system, which feeds her and bathes her and dresses her and houses her and transports her. And you'll grab the attention of the hard left and the media in this country, and they will celebrate you. Tell me, on what basis was she on a Sunday show on Sunday? She accomplished anything? My man Richie tells me the district is 50% or more Hispanic. So I would ask Hispanic Americans in her district, what exactly has she done for Hispanics in her district? What exactly has she done about health care? What exactly has she done about unemployment? Well, she's only one member of Congress. Well, let me tell you something. There are members of Congress and there are members of Congress. There are doers and there are losers. She spends more time in air-conditioned TV studios in Washington, D.C., than she does in her own damn district. She spends more time knocking on doors of newspaper editors and journalists and broadcast producers than she does on the streets in her own district. That's who she is. She's a clown. I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound 
to help students understand what is noblest and best in yourself and the world. Hillsdale College's liberal arts education and vibrant campus community helps students form a foundation for the rest of their lives, a truly life-defining experience. So if you're looking for a college that prizes learning and values intellectual enthusiasm, where everyone shares a strong sense of meaning and purpose, welcome to Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. I want Ocasio-Cortez and her fraudulent defenders in the media are making distinctions between concentration camps and death camps. This is what they're doing. I want you to point to me, during the Third Reich, which camps were concentration camps and which which ones were death camps. Then she says, I wasn't really referring to the Holocaust. Did she not use the term, never again, Mr. Producer? Are we supposed to really suspend... Our intelligence, she thinks she's talking to her supporters. While the rest of us are smarter than her supporters. We know exactly what she's talking about. This Democrat party is truly a hate party. It thinks it controls the minority vote. Thinks it controls the Jewish vote. Thinks it controls the Catholic vote. It pushes for infanticide. It wants to push religion out of the public square. It wants to crush bakers. It wants to, it wants to use the iron fist to push its agenda. And virtually, I think every single Democrat wanting to be president of the United States, running in the Democrat primaries, wants to reinstitute the Iran deal that Obama put in place, despite the fact that Iran has killed hundreds of American soldiers. Despite the fact that when that deal was in place, Iran was spreading terrorism and funding Hezbollah. Despite the fact that Iran is now in Syria, Iraq, Yemen, threatening the world economy, as well as some of our allies. The fact that despite the American conservative, whatever damn publication that is, that Iran is building ICBMs and rushing toward building nuclear warheads. Well, if the deal was in place, the deal was in place. The deal doesn't stop anything. These are terrorists. You clowns. Clowns on the left. Unbelievable. Just sycophants. But Klobuchar, Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota, she announced that one of the things she'll do by executive order is put that Iran deal back in place. Amy Klobuchar is Jewish, as am I. She would put the Iran deal back in place? Despite what Iran says about America? Despite what Iran is doing to the Arab Gulf states? Despite what Iran 
plans to do with Israel and their funding of Hezbollah? You would put the Iran deal back in place? And then I have to watch clowns on TV and listen to them elsewhere when Iran is sinking or attacking oil freighters, shooting missiles into Saudi Arabia, funding Hezbollah and Hamas with their 150,000 missiles poised to strike Israel, and on and on and on. ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles, those aren't intended for Saudi Arabia or Egypt or Israel. They're intended for us. Can you imagine? I have to hear the president attacked, the secretary of state attacked, the national security advisor attacked. Well, you know, if he goes to war, it's his war. Who talks like this? The nation should be uniting behind the president and the administration. It's obvious we haven't provoked anything. They are. They're provoking it. And so already, already our commander-in-chief has one arm tied behind his back. The media is against him. The Code Pink Republicans are against him. The pro-Iranian regime Democrats are against him. That's right, I said it. And they continue in their terrorist ways. So now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's disgusting. She's just disgusting. She says, you know, there's a, there's a real difference, you know, between, uh, in term, uh, between uh, concentration camps, you know, and, uh, and death camps. Now she's an expert, you see, because somebody whispered in her ear. She insists she did not use the term concentration camps to mean the same thing as the concentration camps from the Holocaust, writes the Daily Wire. She clearly referenced the horrific event in her original comments. During her rant, she specifically mentioned Never Again, which is a direct reference to the Holocaust, Quote, I want to talk to the people that are concerned enough with humanity to say that we should not that. By the way, that's her English, not mine. We should not that never again mean something that the fact that concentration camps are now an institutionalized practice in the home of the free is extraordinarily disturbing. And we need to do something about it. She then appeared to make a distinction between the internment camps that the Japanese Americans were forced into during World War II and the concentration camps of the immigrants, quote-unquote. This week, children, immigrant children, were moved to the same internment camps, you heard her, where the Japanese were held in, in the early, in the early, uh, earlier 20th century. What do you mean in the earlier 20th century? It's in the 1940s, you idiot. And this is, um, this is not even about a crisis, for this is not just about the immigrant communities being held in concentration camps being a crisis. Uh, I can't decipher that. Sorry. Her comparison of hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens attempting to enter the United States and temporarily ending up in detention facilities to the systematic extermination of six million Jews during the Holocaust 
is sickening. I have to come to this damn microphone about once every three or four weeks to address these clowns, whether it's Omar or Talib or AOC. And the sickening things that they say, these are sickening, sickening things that they're saying. And where's Nancy Pelosi today? <laughs> you know, the president's committed crimes. <laughs> Thank you, Madam Mussolini, for declaring that the president is a criminal. Gee. <laughs> and we're here to uphold the Constitution <laughs> for the American people. <laughs> Do the American people elect her? No. Bunch of liberal Democrat clowns in San Francisco elected her. She doesn't represent me. Talk about the popular vote. She acts like she represents us. <laughs> well, maybe the psychotic among us or the narcissistic among us. One of the reasons she gets away with this, ladies and gentlemen, is because the media covered up the Holocaust originally, too. As I write in chapter 6. She says here in a tweet that she posts a video from this week before my primary in the Fox News. I flew to the concentration camp where the Trump administration was keeping children they stole from their parents. Back then I was voicing my conscience. I still am. Voicing your conscience? You're voicing your negative IQ. And of course, the reason we have all these people in this country in the first place is because of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is sowing anarchy. The Democrat Party is leading a counter-revolution to the American Revolution. The Democrat Party is seeking to fundamentally transform the citizenry. In fact, as we've talked about over the years, they're trying to destroy the notion of citizenship. Why do you think in New York they just voted? to give driver's licenses to illegal aliens. There's about 15 states that do this. To allow illegal aliens to go to college and to subsidize them. To allow them to become lawyers, among other things. To give them health care. Because more and more, the line between citizen and illegal alien is being blurred in these blue states. They're not doing it because they're compassionate. Look at the border. You think these blue states are compassionate? Look what they've created. The Democrat Party has a very, very high tolerance for human misery. And always has. Because it's instigated it so many times. It's never been held to account. Never. Never. Never been held to account for its history. The Democrat Party has attacked the Declaration of Independence almost since its founding. Well, Mark, you know, Thomas Jefferson founded the Democrat Party. No, 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 no. I've never bought that. I've never bought into that. To me, he was the original Republican. Formally or informally, doesn't matter. He was more libertarian. He certainly wasn't one of them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? 
Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arne argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, I think of all those wonderful, wonderful men who who freed the Jews out of these concentration camps. Soldiers. The vast majority of whom were Christian. Because the vast majority of the people in the United States are Christian. The vast majority of whom were white men because the vast majority of our soldiers are white men. It is appalling that I even have to make these points given the the environment we live in today. I don't believe those white men who fought Hitler and Tojo and Mussolini thought they were particularly privileged in their foxholes in their cockpits, in their ships. I don't believe they thought that was very privileged. But we are very privileged, those of us who are the progeny of what they did. One of the reasons I have chapter 6 in my book, Unfreedom of the Press, is because it's very, very important for the American people to understand where people like AOC and Talib and Omar are coming from, where the New York Times and the media in this country are coming from. The idea that the Holocaust would take place and millions of Jews would go missing. Total populations in towns, they would disappear. And somehow the Washington Post did not consider that important enough to put on its front page. And the Washington Post and the New York Times didn't think it was important enough to report on a regular basis. You understand what I'm talking about? So if they didn't think the Holocaust was important enough to report as news... Well, of course they're going to think the way they do now about Israel and about Jews. And of course they're going to defend Talib and Omar and people like AOC. Of course they're going to smile and give a pass to Farrakhan and Sharpton and their ilk. So be it. Big deal. What's going on in New York, particularly Brooklyn, the attacks on Hasidic Jews, 
You can go on the internet. You can see it. What's going on on our college campuses? By these Palestinian front student groups? I speak the truth, folks. It's not even reported by our media. Instead, they go after the Covington Catholic kids who did nothing to anybody. One day I won't be behind this microphone by hook or by crook. You can never predict the future. So I have to, I have to plant the flag now. I have to plant the flag where it belongs now for my country, for this magnificent country. And we need to continue to fight those who seek to destroy it. Bernie Sanders and his ilk. Nothing more than old reds with their lies and their propaganda and their fantasies trying to take the finest country, the greatest country mankind has ever known and turn it inside out. It's just another failed experiment. You know what's a failed experiment? California. You know what's a failed experiment? New Jersey. You know what's a failed experiment? Illinois. You know what's a failed experiment? New York. How many more failed left-wing Democrat experiments do we need in this country? One state after the other, like dominoes falling. One state after the other. And then they pour into the red states, the freer states, and destroy them. And destroy them. That's what they do. And then they seek to impose their will on every state, like infanticide. A nation that embraces infanticide is a nation that will not survive. A nation that kills the next generation is a nation that doesn't deserve to survive. Don't give me this choice crap. And yet, this is where we are, isn't it? To quote MacArthur, I've only just begun. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, Bernie Sanders. Next up, Bernie Sanders has spent his entire life really on the sidelines, preaching traditional Marxist abstract theory. Nobody in their right mind has a honeymoon in Moscow. Why would you have a honeymoon in Moscow? You like the weather? What is it? You like the, uh, the freedom? What is, what is it? Why, why would you honeymoon in Moscow? Well, you honeymoon in Moscow if you're a Marxist. That's why you honeymoon in Moscow. And we're not allowed to tell the truth about Bernie Sanders, you see. He's allowed to self-identify. He's allowed to use his own 
characterization and position himself. So he says he's a democratic socialist. Then the media have no problem with that. Oh, he's a democratic socialist. Cool. That's great. So he believes in the people and he's compassionate and he wants to use government for good. And he doesn't believe in all the the robber barons out there being able to keep all this money. And he wants to he wants to ensure that everybody can go to college for free, everyone get health care for free. But he wants to raise your taxes beyond anything we've ever seen in this country across the board. Well, then it's not quite free, is it, ladies and gentlemen? Now, I can give you free health care. Let's say you need uh, bypass surgery and I give you a Band-Aid. There you are. I just gave you free health care. Now, wait a minute. That didn't fix anything. Well, you didn't ask that. You didn't ask about the quality of health care. Notice that? That's never discussed. Hey, how about the quality of medicine and, and technological advances and the expertise? <laughs> health care for all, I said. That's all I said. Now, get a line. Wait your turn. I'll see you in six and a half months. But my heart, my heart. Here's a Band-Aid. See that? Health care for all. And the great thing is, everybody's equal. What do you mean by that? Everybody waits in line and everybody gets a Band-Aid. So Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is elected. No offense, but, you know, this is the debate today. It's an amazing thing. From the whitest state in the country, Vermont. I don't mean because of snow. I mean white, the whitest state in the country. And yet he stands up, he says, for minorities. He's a senator from Vermont. He represents the people of Vermont who voted for him. How does he stand up for minorities? Because he's a Marxist? Marxists screw everybody. And so... uh, Bernie Sanders is on MSLSD today. Remember what I told you, NBC in the first 100 days of the Trump presidency, over 90% negative. So uh, Andrea Mitchell, who is a Democrat Party journalist, so-called journalist, uh, she asks a question, and uh, she points out that Donald Trump has said he's going to be tweeting during the debates which is brilliant. I'll tell you why it's brilliant. Because now everybody's going to be focused on what Donald Trump has to say about the Democrats, each one, and their debates, rather than the Democrats. A a stroke of brilliance, quite frankly. This is why he drives them nuts. He's like 50 IQ points ahead of any of these people. And yet they pretend he's a dummy. It all works to his benefit. Cut six, go. But he's talking about live tweeting. <laughs> uh, wow. Now, 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 notice Andrea Mitchell can barely contain herself. Can barely contain herself. She's shooting air out of her nose. Live tweeting. <laughs> live tweeting. And she, you see, is an objective reporter. Now, she's a joke. That's why she's on MSNBC. That whole network is a wasted carbon footprint. For the 12 people who watch it. But let's begin again, shall we? Cut six, go. But he's talking about live tweeting. 
while you guys are on the debate stage. What's your reaction to that? Well, I'm surprised that he has the time to tweet. I thought. Why are you surprised that he has the time to tweet? Obama would take three-week vacations. Bill Clinton was busy in the Oval Office with the interns. Why, why do you think he's surprised he has time to tweet? Surprised that you're on every damn stupid cable TV show imaginable? Go ahead. You know, some Fox TV program. Oh, you don't like Fox TV, Mr. Marxist? You don't like Fox, really? What are you going to do about it, tough guy? What are you going to do about it, Bernie the Red? You don't like Fox? Oh, I'm sorry. We don't fall in line with all the other cable shows? Look, you jerk. I've invited you on my shows over and over and over again. Mr. Free Speech, Radio, Levin TV, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Anytime, pal. Anytime. You can show us your genius with Marx and Engels and Hegel and Rousseau. Come on, I'm ready. You fraud. Anyway. Go ahead. Look, he could tweet all that he wants to tweet. Uh, but let me just say this. Uh, you have a president. Now stop. Despite- See, she gives him the opening. He doesn't really get into it. And then he swings into the old red, Bernie the Red. And he sounds very much like Stalin. Like Stalin, the character assassin. Just like his, his policies come out of Stalin's Soviet Constitution of 1936, which I pointed out, and now others are repeating, of course. That's how it works. Go ahead. What one of his supporters mentioned a moment ago uh, is, in fact, a pathological liar. No, he's not a pathological liar. Your entire life, your ideology is a lie. You're the pathological liar. Free this, free that, free this, free that. Nobody challenges you. You're the uh, Professor Erwin Corey of politics. Do you understand that? you know who that is, pal? Go ahead. He is a racist. He's a... How is he a racist? Tell me, did anybody even suggest this president was a racist before he decided to run as a Republican for president? When he had the hit show on NBC, The Apprentice, did anyone say he was a racist? When he was building skyscrapers all across New York, hiring minorities of every stripe. In addition to white male Christians, sorry, he did hire them too. Did anybody call him a racist? No. But now, Bernie Sanders, from the whitest state in the country, calls him a racist. And what else? Go ahead. He's a homophobe. Uh, A homophobe? How is he a homophobe? He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's a homophobe. A homophobe? No, that would be Barack Obama when he was running, uh, when he was specifically asked whether he believed in same-sex marriage. Remember that? Wouldn't that make him a homophobe based on how the left views marriage? Trump has never said anything negative about homosexuals. Well, he's a homophobe. 
Go ahead. He is a religious bigot. A religious bigot? I seem to recall it's Bernie the Red who has a problem with his own faith, such as it is in the Sanders household. I seem to recall it's Bernie the Red who's the first to attack Israel when Israel's attacked by its terrorist enemies. I seem to recall it's Bernie the Red who could have been prouder of those Palestinian flags flying at the Democrat convention without a single Israeli flag. It's Bernie the Red who's the bigot. It's Bernie the Red who doesn't believe religion should be in the public square, which is exactly where the founders wanted it. It's Bernie the Red who's a bigot in all things, really. Go ahead. Uh, and uh, this is uh, and uh, uh, he's thinking about his word. I sound so profound. Oh, ah, oh, I got all the words in there. Oh, ah, oh, ah, who? Oh, my back, my back, my dentures, my back, my 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 back, my dentures, my 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 my. I'm I, I, I can't move. My arthritis. I, I, I'm just go ahead who is also a phony, who told his supporters in 2016 that he would stand with the working class of this All right, let me explain something to you, Bernie the Red. Bernie the Red seems to believe that if you're not a Marxist, then you don't stand for working people. And yet, Bernie the Marxist doesn't stand for working people. He stands for people who don't work. That's right. They want to expand the welfare state. Working people, he says. They want to expand government at the cost of private sector jobs. Working people, he says. Does he defend American citizens against jobs being taken by illegal aliens? He says he supports working people. When he supports the Green New Deal, which will destroy assembly lines, smokestack industries, shut down our coal mines, shut down our steel mills, Working people Bernie supports. No, he doesn't. Bernie has nothing in common with working people any more than Lunch Bucket Joe has anything in common with working people. Joe Biden has spent half a century in government. Working people, he says. Go ahead. And of course, he lied. And of course, of course, he lied. And uh, she asked him about Trump tweeting, and that's his response. Very Stalinistic of him. He does a good Stalin impersonation. AOC, hello, dimwit. I don't even call her halfwit. That gives her too much credit. Dimwit. Dimwit, do you remember the concentration camps? The death camps. You remember what kind of regimes had them? Communist regimes. Fascistic regimes. So dimwit. That's why we support capitalism, because it emphasizes the individual, not government. That's why we have a constitutional republic, because it limits the power of centralized government and the mob like you. So dimwit. It is we who stand against concentration camps and death camps. I'll be right back. 
Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Bernie Sanders has been in Congress a long time. He was a mayor of a city in Vermont. So here's my question. What has Bernie Sanders done about race in this country? What has he done for gays in this country? What has he done? about religious persecution in this country. Whether it's an evangelical Christian who chooses not to bake a cake, or a Hasidic Jew who was mugged in Brooklyn. Tell me, what exactly has Bernie Sanders done? Has he even proposed any resolutions as a United States Senator? What has he done for, quote-unquote, working-class Americans, old Bernie Sanders? What has he done? What's he done for our industries and our assembly lines? Bernie Sanders is all about government. He's all about nationalization through the back door. He's all about redistributing wealth from the hardworking men and women of this country. I don't care if you're a bus driver or you're a taxi driver, Uber driver, a policeman, a firefighter, an emergency service person. Whether you're an electrician or a plumber or a bricklayer or a construction worker or a flight attendant or a pilot, you name it. What the hell has Bernie Sanders done? He wants to take money from you and give it to somebody else in order to feather bed, there's an old phrase, in order to feather bed his constituency to empower himself politically. That's all he wants to do. That's all kooks like him ever want to do. By the way, just a little update here on unfreedom of the press. It's having an enormous impact, thanks to you. Uh, I'll give you a little inside scoop. Walmart, which has an enormous number of stores, and this very important store, uh, 300 of them sold out of unfreedom of the press, and they will be restocked, I'm told, on Thursday. Costco, most of the Costco's, and Costco's been very good now, have sold out of unfreedom of the press. They should all be restocked also, Wednesday or Thursday. I want to thank Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all the other retailers out there who've been trying to keep up with demand. A lot of reliance is on distributors. My publisher has plenty of books. They've been pushing them out, but sometimes the distributors are slow. 
and that's unfortunate, but there's many ways to get this book. And I want to continue to encourage you to do it. You hear me say certain things. They're in the book, and I expand on them in the book. And the book also provides endnotes and other research tools for you. It's the perfect summertime book leading up to this election, because the election has already begun. It's the perfect graduate gift for your child who's graduating high school or college. But as I say, if you're going on vacation, you're taking time off, or even if you're not, this is the time to read the book. It's not a heavy read. It's got a significant amount of substance, but I wrote it in a way that I think is very appealing and very interesting because there's no point in not. And I want to encourage you to do it. Many of the airports don't have the book because Hudson at LAX and other places decided that this book can't sell in their store because it's conservative. I'm telling you the truth. And people don't want to read this sort of stuff on the plane. Of course, they're dead wrong. That's their decision. That's their loss. So if you think you're going to pick it up at the airport, getting on a plane on a long flight or something, it's probably not going to happen. So you might want to get it before. But it is well stocked at Amazon and uh, Barnes and & Noble and Books A Million and Target and all these other stores, and the others are getting it. Jim Acosta is begging people to buy his book. You can find his book everywhere and anywhere. It's dead. It's a doorstop. Because he wrote a book about himself. Because he's an egomaniac. Now he's unhinged. He's trying to pick fights with Hannity and and Tucker Carlson because they have real audiences, unlike fake Tapper and the rest of them. But again, I want to strongly encourage you still, if you don't have the book or if a family member doesn't, please get your copy of Unfreedom of the Press today. See you in a moment. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark Levin, simply the smartest man on radio. And you can call him 877-381-3811. Now, you've heard me talking about getting the perfect night's sleep by customizing the level of support to fit your particular body type and comfort. Well, did you know you spend even more time in your office chair than you do in bed? 
So why aren't you getting the same level of customized support from your office chair? When it comes to supporting perfect posture and providing ideal back support, no office chair compares to the X chair. The secret is the X chair's dynamic variable lumbar support, or DVL. This patented feature is what sets the X chair apart from every other office chair in the world. Ideal posture and support equals comfort. And when you're comfortable, the hours spent in the office fly by. Feel the DVL difference for yourself. Try an X chair for free, completely risk free for 30 days. Now that is a guarantee. X Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairlevin.com right now. That's xchairlevin, L-E-V-I-N.com, or call 1-844-4X-Chair. Now, you've heard me talk about this chair for a long time. And those of you who don't have it, if you work at a desk or read at a desk, whether at home or in the office, I'm telling you, you're suffering for no reason. And you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairlevin.com now and use X-Wheels and you'll receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. So one more time, xchairlevin, L-E-V-I-N.com or call 1-844-4X-Chair. 30 days, completely risk-free, $100 off. You can finance your purchase for $30 a month. I don't know what else they can do to persuade you to get the finest chair you've ever sat in. xchairlevin.com 844-4X-Chair. I just want to show you, we've, we've gone through several years now of media propaganda and pseudo-events as applies to uh, the President of the United States. And uh, I have a part in my book, An Unfreedom of the Press, which is put there to mock the left. And the, the clown who wrote the so-called book review at National Pubic Radio didn't get it. Why? Because she's a clown. That's why. The media, as I write, and others who share the progressive outlook are infatuated with their new favorite founding father, Alexander Hamilton, who was directly involved in colluding with a foreign power and undermining President George Washington's neutral foreign policy, leading to the much-condemned, rightly or wrongly, J-Treaty. For example, I think you're going to enjoy this. Ben Brantley, a New York Times journalist and chief theater critic, fawns over Hamilton the Musical. You've heard about it. It's everywhere. Hamilton the Musical. And the Democrats in particular, they love this musical because... They pour their progressivism through and into Hamilton. It's a progressive twist on Hamilton's life through which many progressives find validation for their own political agenda and so-called resistance mindset. Brantley wrote, During the past several months, while it was being pumped up and trimmed down for its move from East Village to Broadway, Lin-Manuel Miranda's rap-driven portrait of the rise and fall of Alexander Hamilton, this country's first Secretary of the Treasury, has been the stuff of encomiums in both fashion magazines and op-ed columns. Even I, one of the many critics who enthused about Hamilton in February, like a born-again convert in a revival tent, was beginning to think enough already. Then I saw the show. 
at the Richard Rogers. Have anything in common with this guy, by the way? Of course you don't. I am loath to tell people to mortgage their houses and lease their children to acquire tickets to a hit Broadway show, writes Brantley, but Hamilton might just about be worth it, at least to anyone who wants proof that the American musical is not only surviving, but also evolving in ways that should allow it to thrive and transmogrify in years to come. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the same Democratic Party press that seeks President Trump's indictment, impeachment, tar and feathering for his non-involvement in a supposed Russia collusion scheme, celebrate their remake of Hamilton. Despite Hamilton's collusion with the British during the Washington presidency. Do they even know of Hamilton's collusion with Britain? As the late historian and Pulitzer Prize winner Lance Banning explained... Now you're going to know more than anybody else, which is typical if you listen to this program. Near the end of March 1793, news arrived that the revolutionary French Republic had declared war on Great Britain. President Washington was determined to maintain the strictest neutrality. Locked in a struggle for survival, both France and Britain interfered with American neutral trade. Moreover, few Americans could be impartial about the war. The two political parties were involved in a struggle between liberty and order at home. And both saw a similar struggle in the conflict abroad. Republicans were certain that domestic conspirators desired a connection with Great Britain in order to advance their plot and to bring the United States into the war against liberty in Europe. Similarly, Federalists, that would be Hamilton, Adams, and so forth, suspected a connection between the Republicans and the French, which might involve America in the war and bring about a second and more violent revolution in the United States. So-called French and British factions and political division assumed a ferocity seldom equaled. Washington found it impossible to maintain the national harmony he desired and increasingly difficult to stay above the fray. Each political party because became more and more convinced that its opponents were unduly influenced by affection for a foreign power, if not by foreign money, writes Banning. Accusations of foreign bribery have never been substantiated, at least as to high executive officers, although historians would later turn up evidence of questionable conduct on the part of Jefferson and more especially Hamilton. None of this evidence was known in the 1790s. Hamilton was more or less constantly involved in confidential, even clandestine communications with British agents or ministers from 1789. Hamilton was going around Washington's back to conspire with the British and to try and influence Washington's foreign policy. Jefferson came to suspect that Hamilton was secretly sabotaging his negotiations, Jefferson being the Secretary of State, Hamilton the Secretary of the Treasury, sabotaging his negotiations with foreign powers, particularly Britain, And this contributed to the frustrations that led to Jefferson resigning his post as Secretary of State at the end of 1793. Most historians have found Hamilton's actions improper, perhaps even damaging to the country's foreign relations, but have acquitted him of culpable misconduct. Wow. Did you know any of that? Of course not. Nobody talks about it, particularly not now. Because the left 
through the culture, through Broadway, has remade Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, into one of them. And so he's their favorite founder. Now, I like Hamilton too, but for different reasons, but that's beside the point. Not my favorite, but important. Look at the Federalist Papers. He was the, one of the two, there were three, but he was one of the two major authors, he and Madison. John Jay contributed a few. But Hamilton, the progressive, you see. Hamilton, the colluder. Hamilton, who undermined Washington and Jefferson. I put that in the book. It's true, but almost as a spoof to the left to upset them. And Annalisa Quinn. Annalisa, writing there at National Pubic Radio, also contributed to the New York Slimes and the usual array and bevy of left-wing uh, screeds. She bit the hook. She couldn't believe I would reference such a thing. No, no. Not Hamilton the play. Not Broadway. No. Meanwhile, there's Jim Acosta scratching at the door at Fox. Please, he says. Please. I want to go on Hannity. Please. I want to go on Tucker's show. Please. I need a real audience. CNN sucks. Well, he doesn't say it, but that's what he means. I can't get attention. I've been on network programs. I've been on late-hour comedy programs. I've, I've been all over the place, but they can't sell books. I, I, I need to be on Hannity's show, and I need to be on, on Tucker Carlson. You can come here, pal. Genius. Problem is, people will start returning their books. You come on this program. I've written eight books now, all in the New York Times. The last six have been number one. And I will tell you this. As I said, uh, may have said here, but I don't believe so. I was on Hugh Hewitt's wonderful radio show the other day. Hugh Hewitt's an old friend of mine from the Reagan days. We don't agree on everything, but we agree on a lot. And he said, has there ever been a conservative author who actually wrote and researched his own books, who was number one on the New York Times list six straight books in a row? I said, I have no idea. I don't think so. But that's thanks to you. This is why I say you're the smartest audience of all audiences. There's other great talk shows in conservative talk radio and other parts of talk radio. But you're the smartest audience. And I'm sure you listen to other shows too. You are the smartest audience and you prove it. You prove it every single time. Six times in a row, number one. Eight times in a row on the New York Times list. The lowest we've ever been is number three with rescuing Sprite and Men in Black. And yet... They pretend you don't exist. Forget about me. They pretend you and this audience don't exist. They pretend the people who back AOC are smarter. Or stupid Joe Biden. May I say? They think his, his followers are smarter. None of them are smart, let alone smarter than you. Not if you read these books and listen to this program. It's not possible. And we have had, as I say, ferocious competition this time. Howard Stern, Michelle Obama, I, I can't remember everybody. 
but there's still hundreds and hundreds of thousands of you out there who I hope will acquire the book and read it and share it with family members and pass it down the line. Hundreds of thousands of Thomas Paines out there, potential Thomas Paines. This is our pamphlet. As you're seeing today, as you saw yesterday, as you'll see tomorrow and in the days ahead, the biggest opponent this president has in his re-election isn't even the Democrat Party. It's the modern mass media, the Democratic Party media. They're his biggest opponent. And guess what? I'm their biggest opponent. No one, no brag, just fact. No one has unraveled what they're up to to the extent I have. No one. And I think that's why you're embracing this book. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are in Orlando, <coughs> excuse me, to see and hear the president tonight. Some have been waiting for like a day and a half. There look to be about 24 people, you know, rounded off, give or take, who've gathered as protesters with a big Trump balloon. And so far, the media is talking about uh, some of these protesters. Now, ladies and gentlemen, is this a joke? Tell me, how many protesters were at any of the events for the Democrats? None? Not one? I don't remember seeing any. Maybe it's because nobody showed up. Ah, the nature of the press today. Pretty pathetic. The folks at Bowl and Branch are feeling really flattered right now. Ever since their family business became the industry leader with the world's most comfortable sheets, they've seen a lot of imitators making similar promises and even repeating words from their ads. And boy, don't I know that feeling. But no one can duplicate the quality of Bowl and Branch cotton that starts out soft and gets softer and softer over time. These are $1,000 sheets for a couple hundred bucks and the only sheets loved by hundreds of thousands of Americans, me included, and three U.S. presidents. 
That's why 97% of customers surveyed said they sleep better on Boland Branch. But you won't find in them and you won't find them in one big box store because they're not there. Starting this summer, you get 100 nights to try them. 100 nights. By my calculation, that's over 3 months. Shipping is always free, and right now you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com with promo code MARK. That's spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code MARK, for $50 off. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code MARK. Let us take some calls, shall we? Sal, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Okay. I'm a first-time caller. Thank you. Uh, I'm a little nervous, so... Don't be, um, don't be. Okay, thank you. Um, I just want to make a comment about the Democrat Party that I, I believe that... I don't even know why there should even be a Democrat Party, because, like, you figure they all they have is bad ideas and to risk the safety of this country, and and uh, they don't know much about creating jobs either and uh, securing the border. And then a comment you made about the Minnesota or a candidate, Klobuchar, that wants to reinstate the Iranian uh, deal and uh, with the possibility of Iran striking the country with missiles. Mm-hmm. Now, wh- wh- why wouldn't why would anybody in you know, why should there be a Democrat party when all they believe is bad ideas for this country? You know, like uh, everything that Trump is trying to do to reverse what Obama's done. If God forbid one of them become uh, get elected next year, mm-hmm. everything he's done is going to get is go backwards, and the country is going to go backwards, and mm-hmm. we'll never be able to fix it again. Trump is doing all. Uh, Trump. I, is doing I, I don't disagree with you at all. Thank you for your call, my friend. I'm watching John Stewart in a noble effort, very noble effort, trying to ensure that there's funds available for the first responders from 9-11. And I strongly concur with that, strongly concur with that. So I want to make that abundantly clear. He's right. But there's other things we can do also. That's like defending law enforcement when they're under attack. I wish he would do more of that. Or defending a strong military so we can hit the enemy before the enemy hits us. The end result of a failed policy is what happened on 9-11. Is what happened on 9-11. Horrific. Those men and women should be cared for. I mean, we're caring for illegal aliens who haven't contributed a damn thing to this country. We've got generations of people on government subsidies, and here we have people that put their lives on the line. I don't understand why that's an issue. But I also don't understand why liberals don't think more broadly. It's always better to hit the enemy where they are before they hit us where we are. Just thought I'd add that point. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, 
everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. The Orlando Sentinel. The Orlando Sentinel. They say, our Orlando Sentinel endorsement for president in 2020, not Donald Trump. Which causes me to ask the first question. Who asked them? Who cares? Apparently the Orlando Sentinel is a left-wing newspaper, and they want to influence the outcome of the election already. Does anybody think the vast majority of newspapers in this country will support Donald Trump or anybody else? Of course, anybody else. Donald Trump is in Orlando to announce the kickoff of his re-election campaign, they write. Remember, there's just a handful of people on the editorial board. That's all it is. We're here to announce our endorsement for president in 2020, or at least who we're not endorsing, Donald Trump. Gee, we, we were expecting you to endorse him, the Orlando Sentinel, and you really ought to change your name. What does the word Sentinel have to do with you guys? Some readers will wonder how we could possibly eliminate a candidate so far before an election and before knowing the identity of his opponent, because there's no point pretending we would ever recommend that readers vote for Trump. Why don't you just keep your mouth shut and do whatever you want and try not to influence your readers? Because the media today can't. After two and a half years, we've seen enough. Enough of the chaos, the division, the schoolyard insults, the self-aggrandizement, the corruption, especially the lies. I think the same speechwriter who writes for Bernie Sanders writes editorials for the Orlando Sentinel. So many lies, from white lies to whoppers, told out of ignorance, laziness, recklessness, expediency, or opportunity. Trump's capacity for lying isn't the surprise here, though the frequency is. It's the tolerance so many Americans have for it. Now the newspaper will put you down. There was a time when even a single lie, a phony college degree, a bogus work history, would doom a politician's career. You know, it's amazing they're writing like this about Trump when, in fact, it's Joe Biden who is the serial liar and the plagiarist, a complete fraud. Isn't it? Not so for Trump, who claimed in 2017 that he lost the popular vote because millions of people voted illegally. They say they didn't. In 2018, he said North Korea was no longer a nuclear threat. It is. 2019, he said windmills cause cancer. They don't. Just last week, he claimed the media fabricated unfavorable results from his campaign internal polling. It didn't. Trump also said that if you wanted to keep your doctor, you would. Oh, that was Obama. Trump also said that you would see your deductibles go down. Oh, that was Obama. Trump also said that you would see your your policies go down by $2,500. Oh, I believe that was Obama. Obama. According to a Washington Post database, the president has tallied more than 10,000 lies since he took office. Not only is that a lie, it's an impossibility. So here you have the Orlando Sentinel editorial page lying to their readers. Trump's successful assault on truth is the great casualty of this presidency, followed closely by his war on decency. Oh, his war on decency. I'm sure this newspaper was very upset with Kennedy and, and Lyndon Johnson and their indecency in the Oval Office. I'm sure they were very upset about Ted Kennedy and his indecency. 
Trump insults political opponents and national heroes alike with middle school taunts. Demonstrates, you know, again, I address this in my book if you're interested in unfreedom of the press. Not a word here in the Orlando Sentinel. It should be called the Orlando Predictable. About the vile names this president has been called, names that I've never seen before, lodged against another president. He demonstrates no capacity for empathy or remorse. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie. He stands with those families that have had their children slaughtered by illegal aliens, among others. He has empathy for our police. He has empathy for our military. He misuses his office to punish opponents. No, he doesn't. And when he recently called for a boycott of AT&T to get even with his least favorite media outlet, CNN. So what? He didn't turn the federal government against AT&T the way Obama turned the federal government against AP in the New York Times uh, in the uh, yeah, in the New York Times investigative reporter Risen and Jim Rosen of the of the Fox News channel. I mean, th- th- this is what I mean. There's no context here. He tears down institutions, once airily suggesting the U.S. should try having a leader for life, as China now allows. That was a joke, you clowns. Maybe you ought to look at uh, uh, Tom Friedman, who was, uh, who was very enamored with the, with the Chinese system a few years ago that I put in one of my books. But, you know, he seems incapable of learning a lesson, telling an ABC interviewer last week, just two months after Robert Mueller's report on election interference was released, that he would accept dirt on an opponent from Russia or China. That's not exactly what he said. And it goes on at the Orlando Sentinel. This is why it's hopeless with these mass modern media outlets. The Orlando Sentinel is incapable of reform. It's incapable of circumspection. So don't read it. In fact, I just tore up my Xerox copy of their editorial. I don't need to understand what's going on in this country in order to go through the Orlando Sentinel. As a matter of fact, if I want to understand what's going on in this country, I would not go through the Orlando Sentinel. Liar, liar, Joe Biden's pants are on fire. If you want to talk about a liar, Joe Biden was speaking at something called the Poor People's Campaign Presidential Forum yesterday. Did poor people attend? I hope they were able to attend for free. Cut eight, go. I plan, if I'm your nominee, winning Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, believe it or not. And I believe we can win Texas and Florida if you look at the polling data now. Doesn't mean it's it's a marathon. It's a long way off. Oh, okay. Wow. He believes Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas and Florida. So he's going to win a landslide. Joe Biden is. Just ask him. Now, he's, too, he's not too much of an egomaniac, Joe Biden, but he's going to win the South, he's going to win Texas, he's going to win everything. Just ask him. He's a clown. He's never won anything other than Delaware. He's on the ticket with Obama, but he didn't carry anything. In fact, people were wondering, why the hell did he pick Biden? Did he need to carry Delaware? 
Cut nine, go. Last point I'll make. Remember with the Affordable Care Act, because everything landed on President Obama's desk but locust at the time, he had no time to explain the Affordable Care Act. Once it I, got I, 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 Everything landed on his desk but locusts at the time? He had no time to explain the Affordable Care Act? They never stopped talking about it. First, they hid the contents from the American people. Remember? It was so bad. And then they lied and lied and lied about it, lied about what you would get from it. They had a whole propaganda campaign going on, and they lashed out against their opponents as opposing health care for poor people and the elderly and this and that. Remember that? Poor Barack Milhouse Benito, he never had time to explain himself. He never shut the hell up. I don't know what they're talking about. He still doesn't shut the hell up. People didn't know what was in it because it was thousands of pages long. The people who voted on it didn't know what the hell was in it. And don't get me started, Joe, with your illiteracy. Go ahead. Taken away, all of a sudden we have what we call in Southern Delaware an alder call from all those boys. An alder call saying, "Oh my God, I'm for health care. I don't want to take away pre-existing conditions. I don't. I want to make sure." Wait, 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 wait. I don't want to take away pre-existing conditions. Now, clearly, he doesn't mean I don't want to take away pre. He means coverage for pre-existing conditions. Has somebody said the coverage should be taken away from pre-existing conditions? Wasn't there coverage for pre-existing conditions before Obama was elected president? Answer, yes. Yes. Go ahead. And so you go out and you beat them. You make the case. Shut up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Watching his campaign in Orlando right now, and I've made an executive decision. We're going to listen in live. Go ahead. United States of America. down the unholy alliance of lobbyists and donors and special interests who made a living bleeding our country dry. That's what we've done. We broke down the doors of Washington back rooms where deals were cut to close our companies, give away your jobs, shut down our factories, and surrender your sovereignty and your very way of life. And we've ended it. We took on a political machine that tried to take away your voice and your vote. They tried to take away your dignity and your destiny. But we will never let them do that, will we? Many times I said we would drain the swamp, and that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're draining the swamp.
And that's why the swamp is fighting back so viciously and violently. For the last two and a half years, we have been under siege. And with the Mueller report, we won. And now they want a do-over. They want a do-over. Let's do it again. Didn't work out too well. Let's do it again. They want a do-over. No president should ever have to go through this again. It is so bad for our great country. A hoax. The great hoax. Our patriotic movement has been under assault from the very first day. We accomplished more than any other president has in the first two and a half years of a presidency and under circumstances that no president has had to deal with before because we did, in the middle of the great and illegal witch hunt, things that nobody have been able to accomplish, not even close. Nobody's done what we have done in two and a half years. We went through the greatest witch hunt in political history. The only collusion was committed by the Democrats, the fake news media, and their operatives, and the people who funded the phony dossier, crooked Hillary Clinton, and the DNC. It was all an illegal attempt to overturn the results of the election, spy on our campaign, which is what they did, and subvert our democracy. Remember, the insurance policy, just in case Hillary Clinton lost. Remember the insurance policy. They appointed 18 very angry Democrats to try to take down our incredible movement. After two years, 1.4 million pages of documents, 500 search warrants, 500 witnesses, 2,800 subpoenas, and 40 FBI agents working round the clock. What did they come up with? No collusion. And the facts that led our great attorney general to determine no obstruction. No collusion, no obstruction. And they spent $40 million on this witch hunt. $40 million. That's right, they spent $40 million, probably a hell of a lot more than that. And think about it. Nobody's been tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. Nobody. We call it the Russian hoax. 
Remember President Obama's famous line caught on the open mic, secretly telling the Russian president to, quote, inform Vladimir that after my election, I'll have more flexibility, okay? Remember that? Remember that? A lot of people remember that. I remembered it. I saw it happen. I didn't like it. They don't bring it up. The fake news will never bring it up. And in September, just before the election, the FBI told President Obama about possible Russian interference, and he did nothing because he thought that Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary, was going to win. That's why he did nothing. He did nothing. I built up the military, imposed sanctions on Russia, and provided alternative energy sources for all over Europe that competed very, very strongly with Russia. We are, by the way, the number one producer of energy in the world because of what we've done. Now, folks, this right is now. Mark Levin. It's the Mark Levin Show. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we will continue live with President Trump. Why am I doing this? This is his launch of his campaign. It's in this historic event. I'll be right back. Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Few things in life can change your entire outlook on the day. Call from your boss asking you to work the weekend. Early construction right outside your bedroom window in the morning you wanted to sleep in. Now those will ruin your day. Or how about when you check When your check engine light comes on. Now, that usually means thousands of dollars in repair. Now, that's why I have CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's up to you. Now, if your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, it doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills, you know. CarShield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims, and they're ready to help you. So don't let your check engine light change your life. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did. Call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com, carshield.com. Use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or call 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. Now... The president is launching his campaign in Orlando. We'll go back to his speech live. So the wall is moving along. It's moving along rapidly. It's beautiful. I changed the design. It's stronger, bigger, better, and cheaper. Cheaper. A lot cheaper. You know, sometimes when they don't give you the money, you have to make it cheaper not going to happen, but it's going well. Instead of bringing us together as one America, 
Democrats want to splinter us into factions and tribes. They want us divided. Not going to happen to the Republicans anymore. It's not going to happen. This election is not merely a verdict on the amazing progress we've made. It's a verdict on the un-American conduct of those who tried to undermine our great democracy and undermine you. And by the way, on July 4th in Washington, D.C., come on down. We're going to have a big day. Bring your flags. Bring those flags. Bring those American flags. July 4th. We're going to have hundreds of thousands of people. We're going to celebrate America. Sounds good, right? July 4th. Celebrate America. This election is a verdict on whether we want to live in a country where the people who lose an election refuse to concede and spend the next two years trying to shred our Constitution and rip your country apart. You remember during one of the debates when crooked Hillary said, if I win, are you going to support me? But I must be honest, I didn't give her a great answer. That was a very, that might have been my hardest question during the debates. Isn't it amazing that it worked the other way around, right? Isn't it amazing? If you want to know how the system is rigged, just compare how they came after us for three years with everything they have versus the free pass they gave to Hillary and her aides after they set up an illegal server, destroyed evidence, deleted and acid-washed 33,000 emails, exposed classified information, and turned the State Department into a pay-for-play cash machine. Three thousand emails deleted. Think of it. I keep mentioning, you know, there was a lot of corruption on the other side. But, you know, the simplest thing, they get a subpoena from the United States Congress and they decide that they're not going to give it. So, Lindsey Graham, they delete and they acid wash, which is very expensive. Nobody does it. They acid wash those emails. Never to be seen again, but we may find them somewhere deep in the State Department. We may. But can you imagine if I got a subpoena? Think of this. If I got a subpoena for emails, if I deleted one email like a love note to Melania, it's the electric chair for Trump. 33,000 emails. But let's see what happens. We now have a great attorney general. Let's see what happens.
So if you want to shut down this rigged system once and for all, then show up November 3rd. That's your day, big day. And vote, vote, vote. We're going to have a big, big day. Thank you. And remember, the only thing these corrupt politicians will understand is an earthquake at the ballot box. That's what they will understand, and they're going to see it. We did it once, and now we will do it again. And this time, we're going to finish the job. And this time should be a lot easier because we have done so much with our military, with our vets, with the Second Amendment, with our regulations, with the biggest tax cut in history, with getting rid of so many different problems, so many different things, including, by the way, the individual mandate on Obamacare, one of the worst things anybody's ever had to live through. We got rid of the individual mandate. How many people are happy they no longer have to pay for the privilege of not paying for bad health insurance? How many people are happy? Bad health care. So every time you don't have to make out a check in order not to have health care, think of that. Think of that. This is the only country you pay for the very distinct privilege of not having to pay. But you had to pay a lot. Now you don't have to pay anymore. You don't want it, you don't have to take it. The individual mandate, Mike, we got rid of it. That was a big deal. The people trying to stop our movement are the same Washington insiders who spent their careers rigging the system so your losses will be their gains. You know that. These are the same career politicians who presided over decades of flat wages, the loss of our manufacturing jobs, 60,000. Can you believe that? 60,000. Who would believe that number? And you know how I know it's true? Because if it wasn't, I've been using it a lot. The fake news would have headlines. Trump used a phony number. They'd have headlines. It'd be the biggest story Trump used. Well. They never corrected it, so I assume, fellas, 60,000 shuttered factories. We closed up 60,000 factories. It didn't seem right. It didn't seem like it would be possible. An avalanche of job-killing regulations, a growing wealth gap, and one ruinous trade deal after another. By the way, those trade deals are getting very good, folks. You will see. We just completed the deal with South Korea. Great deal. We're working with Mexico and Canada. We have to get the Democrats to approve it. We want it to be bipartisan. As you know, you may have read a couple of things about China. I spoke to President Xi, terrific president, a great leader of China. Spoke to him this morning at length. And we'll see what happens.
But we're either going to have a good deal and a fair deal, or we're not going to have a deal at all, and that's okay, too. Because we are taking in billions and billions of dollars into our treasury, and companies are leaving China because they want to avoid paying these large tariffs. And by the way, when the fake news tells you that you're paying, in the case of China, they've devalued their currency. That helps them. And you know what else they're doing? They're subsidizing those companies. And you're not paying very much if you're paying anything at all. The case of China. And we are taking billions and billions of dollars in. And remember this, and you know it as well as I do, we have never taken in 10 cents from China. We would lose $500 billion All right, we're going to take another break, year. hard break. This is the Mark Levin Show, and I happen to be Mark Levin, as a matter of fact. And we'll be going back after the break to President Trump and his campaign launch. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Soon we'll be returning to the president live for the last segment of our program. I just want to remind you. And the president's been calling out the fake news. It's very, very important to understand that he's battling not just the Democrat Party, but even a more powerful force, and that is the mass modern media in this country. So I hope you'll secure your copy of Unfreedom of the Press as soon as possible. Amazon.com, any major bookstore and retail outlet should have it. But you can go on Amazon and just order it immediately. And uh, have you noticed how the 2020 presidential Democratic candidates are falling all over each other? To prove who can best bring about a leftist utopia? Free college, free child care, free health care, whatever you want, it's all free. Except you know who's going to pay for it. You are. And not just with your money, but with your health. Socialized medicine means ration care, treatment denials, waiting lines, and denied access to the least, uh, uh, to the most vulnerable, and uh, denied access to the latest and best treatments. Is that what you want? Because I don't think so. Fortunately, conservative and free market organizations like the American Conservative Union and Consumer Action for a Strong Economy have joined forces to form the Coalition Against Socialized Medicine. They are dedicated to stopping dumb ideas like binding arbitration, which is the precursor to complete drug price controls that would wipe out the investments needed for the next breakthrough cures and treatments for 60% of Americans who suffer from a chronic illness. That doesn't sound like utopia to me. To find out more about the Coalition Against Socialized Medicine, go to nosocializedmedicine.com. Join the fight. Again, that's nosocializedmedicine.com. Here's the president. Keep America great. having the audience vote on a slogan make America great again or keep America great sounds like keep America great is winning USA, 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 
Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, MAGA country, but that wasn't too close. I thought you had it won, and then I heard this cheer. My eardrums will never be the same. Keep America great. Pretty good. We're going to keep on fighting for every man and woman and child all across this land. With every ounce of heart and might and sweat and soul, we're going to keep making America great again. And then we will indeed keep America great. And we will keep it so great. Better than ever before. We're going to keep it better than ever before. And that is why tonight I stand before you to officially launch my campaign for a second term as President of the United States. Thank you. Let me just suggest the Democrats are shaking in their high heels right now. You don't see this kind of reaction to any of their candidates. Go ahead. I can promise you that I will never, ever let you down. I won't. And I am profoundly thankful... To my family, I have a great family. Melania, Don, Ivanka, Eric, Tiffany, Baron, Lara, Jared, Robert, Marianne, Elizabeth, and my late brother, Fred Jr. We're joined tonight by many great patriots who fight right by our side. Florida's terrific governor. Thank you, Ron. Our first lady, Casey DeSantis. What a job you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Ron Casey. Thank you. What a job. And again, your great Lieutenant Governor, who I hear is fantastic, right? Jeanette Nunes. Jeanette. Thank you, Jeanette. Beautiful job. Your Florida CFO, Jimmy Petronas. Some really brilliant, tough, wonderful friends who have helped me so much. Senators Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Marco Rubio of Florida, and Rick Scott of Florida.
Big turnaround for Lindsey Graham. These are great people. They're tough, they're smart, and they love our country. Thank you very much. All right, Rick, folks. I hope, uh, I hope you didn't mind my going live to the president's speech, which you can now pick up. You can't find it on MSNBC or CNN. They're not running it. But you can find it on Fox after the program. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, all law enforcement. Thank you. Please don't forget, jump on Amazon.com or any retail outlet that ha- carries my book on freedom of the press. This is the battle. It's us against them. Unfortunate, but it's a fact. We salute you, Mr. President, and we'll see you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.